What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. I'm reading over the notes here. Uh, you know, taking my first glance as we're starting off the episode. I like to go in a little bit raw. Um, but the Walking Walking Dead finale. Uh, that's I didn't. Yeah, I, I guess I knew it was like coming to an end eventually. Like with it, I knew this is their last half of the season or like part that they're doing. Damn, the finale is tonight. I have not watched since like season. I think season ten. So they're what probably like eleven or twelve it's now because they like they did like 11. parts. Yeah. yeah, so like technically like twelve or thirteen they're actually in, but they did like parts or whatever. But I remember they did a long ass like twenty two episode season. But damn, that is nuts. The Walking Dead. There, that's a lot of memories with that show. That was like the first show I ever remember like actually watching. You know, like following mm-hmm. every week. You know, new episodes dropping and shit. So yeah it's been on forever i remember growing up uh like when it dropped it dropped in like 2010 or something on halloween night i remember watching halloween the michael myers movies marathon on amc and they just kept talking about this show that was coming out they kept showing trailers and i was like oh it's kind of fire whatever and i never watched it i didn't get around to it until like season five and then i caught up binged all of it Cause I didn't have Netflix until like I used one of my friends around that point. So yeah, I was just out of the game and then I caught up and then you and me watched together. Some, yeah, so we, 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 caught, you we know, caught a few episodes together back in the day. Exactly. So I was like, what was that? Probably like season five, that. season five area. Yeah. I think maybe season five or season six, was, six. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like the whole Al- term. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, it was, it was good times. Like the one where they had the people cover, they covered everybody up in blood and they were trying to walk through the group of zombies and the girl's oh, son yeah. just absolutely sells sam, and Carl sam sold yeah, the yeah. Bag. yeah sam sold um yeah it was an interesting time have not watched in a long time like you said i'm probably about the same as you either season nine or season 10 called it quits just one day i never went back it was after yeah. it was the covid for me because you know it, i was on a real tight schedule you know it started off in the fall and then came back like right after the, the week after the super bowl so i'd always you know i'd I was just had a really tight schedule with it and watch it. Then with the COVID break, you know, that was just devastating. So yeah, I blame COVID, but yeah, I'm going to watch the episode tonight. We're currently recording this week's episode. It's six 30 on Sunday night. So just a little bit before it's going to release the walking dead episode is coming out at eight. So, you know, I got to watch it for all time's sake. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go record. Let me, let me go record it real quick before we wrap it up though. Who would you say your favorite character off the entire show is? This is easy. It's Glenn. Glenn was my favorite character by far. He was such a good person. He didn't switch up. He didn't kill people until he like had to. And he only killed people so somebody else didn't have to kill people when they went in and they were doing yeah. shit with like Negan and whatever. So yeah, I was like a big fan of Glenn. And then, you know, obviously, if you've seen the show, you know what happens, sadly. Uh, I was crushed. <laughs> But I mean, there's so many good characters. Like, gotta give a special shout to like Daryl as well because yeah. he's a real one. I'd Who's say yours? probably, I'd, I'd say probably Daryl would be my favorite. Obviously, you don't you you don't want to go with the most basic answer, Rick. So, um, I really like Shane too. In like the earlier seasons, like, and as the shows progressed, you kind of like, you kind of had a point, you know. Like, definitely, that's kind of what Rick turned into. Was what, yeah, yeah. Shane was good. I mean, Negan too, though. Negan, they make Negan him is a phenomenal a great villain. They, they all there's just so many good villains on the show like the governor even alpha beta from the whispers uh they they never miss with the villains for sure it's a great show 
for a while it was at least so yeah gotta give its flowers all so, good things must come I'll to an end you know valid we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later we talk about it next week all good things must come to an end but yeah, obviously, you know, we are kind of a music podcast. Today's going to be a little bit different. We'll get into that later, too, with today's topic. But if you don't watch The Walking Dead, you're probably lost right there. So we'll move on. <laughs> but like I was saying, we're recording this a little bit later in the weekend. I was out of town, had to go see my boy Chalky in Iowa, went over there with a couple friends, had a pretty good weekend. You know, we put some money down on the UFC fights last night. We did a three-leg parlor. We bet on Dan Hooker. We bet on Dustin. We bet on Adesanya. So we were so happy going into that Adesanya fight. We were like, this is about to hit. You know, the boys were going to split the money. We were going to, you know, have a good weekend. It was be a really good weekend. Uh, it was a really good weekend either way, I guess. But, you know, walking home with a little bit of money would have been a little bit better. Uh, you know, Adesanya was in control that entire fight until he wasn't and it was over. Um, yeah, tough. But other than that. Yeah. So, I mean, I always like to, you know, make my picks throughout and last fights. I was off by one pick this Sean O'Malley, Piotr Jan. Obviously I don't bet, you know, I'm not 21 yet. So still can't sports bet, Mm -hmm. but this fight guard, I was perfect, you know? So I should have, should have thrown some cash on the the five matches of the main card. So. Yeah. That would have been kind of fire. I don't know. It was tough being there. We watched it at a casino. So it's like, there's so many people with, you know different, money yeah. on the line and they have different bets than you do so it was so heartbreaking just like sitting there watching him lose and then just watching everybody walk over to cash their money i was like that should be us yeah i was i was saying Pereira from from the beginning since you know he's been in the ufc he's obviously a very impressive fighter you know i think he matches up against izzy well so that was my pick so i should have thrown some cash on it i guess we should have maybe talked to you before we put the bet on i guess uh but yeah it was a pretty good weekend I am not a big gambler. I only gambled 39 cents this weekend. That's going to be my, you know, I don't mean to brag, but I got it like that, you know. Uh, Now, Chalky had a bet slip with 39 cents on it, and I put it to a penny slot, turned that 39 cents to $3, took the $3 to one where you could bet 50 cents a spin, lost it all. So, you know, lost 39 cents. That wasn't mine. You're outside the casino looking fucking crusty, (laughs) just sitting there just... (laughs) Crying. horrendous down so bad no i'm kidding i just not not a betting guy it's just there's no winning i don't think <laughs> even when you do for a little bit house at always some point wins. you don't house always wins you're right but yeah what were you up to this weekend how was your weekend uh nothing much pretty standard weekend uh just went out saturday night went out to joe's for a little bit and then came back i mean devastating weekend as an illinois fan you know we've we've really choked uh choked the football season away but whatever you know it is basketball season um we started out pretty rough on our our game on friday and then obviously with it being a cupcake we just kind of took off but yeah kind of off illinois football for now it was exciting while it lasted but obviously it's inevitable that illinois football is just gonna fuck it up so yeah, I saw something on Twitter. I think it was. They were like, there's potential for Illinois to host college game day. I was like, oh, my God. That was supposed to be for the Purdue game. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they would have had to win last week as well, probably for that to even be remotely possible. So kind of tough. But that would have been pretty crazy if there was college game day in Champaign. Yeah. Um, devastating. Uh, beat two teams or lose to two teams you should be and you're playing for a Big Ten title. But obviously, you're probably going to get just – murdered by 
Ohio State or Michigan, but it's still cool to make it nonetheless. So there's like oh, yeah. a, a slim chance, but I, I'm throwing in the towel. Yeah, we'll see, but better than they have been in the past, so kind of cool. Uh, sticking with the football talk here, though, let's talk about fantasy football really quickly before we get into today's topic. How's your fantasy team performing so far for all your leagues this week? Um, I'm actually projected to win by a few points in each league, so you know that that'll get me back to 500. Um, obviously, it's been a rough couple weeks for for me in terms of fantasy, so hope my team's able to close it out. Uh, shout out my way, Justin Jefferson. I'm playing him in one league, and then I have him in another, so. Mm. Uh, did his thing today and then um in my uh league i'm playing him luckily i have stefan Diggs and amon ross st brown to save me so that's pretty fire i'm supposed to win all my leagues right now there was one league where i had so many people injured and on buys and i just could not pick up a defense so i just didn't play a defense so that was kind of tough. And I'm like supposed to win by like one point. So I might have to like last minute pick up somebody playing on Monday night or Sunday night if they're still out there, but we'll see. But other than that, doing really well in our league, I'm supposed to win by 67. So wow. that's pretty good. Projected six, 168 right now. And he's projected one on one. So good week in there. Probably the best week my team's had in that league. So I'm very happy. I was feeling really good because at like two or three or whatever, like when the noon games were wrapping up, I was beating him and I only had one player finished, one player in action, and then my defense that had been played already. So I was like, okay, if I'm beating him and that's all I've had so far, I'm chilling. Because he had like everybody besides his, you know, like one of his wide receivers and one of his running backs or something. So feeling good. So it was a good week. We'll see how the end of the season wraps up. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty hot right now. This, yeah, you no, know, this is the time where where the season really matters, you know, the first few weeks, whatever. Um, and then with with the playoffs, you know, it's, anybody can get eliminated, however. So mm-hmm. I feel like you just got to make it and then kind of see where you go. But uh, I don't know. I don't know where my team's going to end up. You know, I'm not too optimistic. So we'll see what happens for sure. I will give one final note. I want to formally publicly apologize to Jonathan Taylor. I hope this is just the start of a great rest of the season, but you know, he came with like a big 24 points today and that's what I drafted at the beginning of the season. So I stuck with you so far this season. I appreciate you showing up now and let's, let's keep going the rest of the season, man. Jonathan Taylor, if you're listening, please. Obviously he's a big fan, you know, I know he's out there. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get today's episode though. The topic, like I said, you know, it's, we're a music podcast in the day. But we are more than music fans. We're basketball fans. We're everything. And one man that is kind of everything, he touches the culture in general, LeBron James. He's more than an athlete. He's in the music game in some ways. He just had a press conference where he honored the life of takeoff. It's great tribute. However, he capped. And in today's episode, we are going to take a look at some of LeBron's most notable lies and rank them tier list style. There won't be any sort of like video differences between YouTube and the audio version of the podcast today. It's just going to be what letter we would put them on a tier list because it's kind of hard to make a tier list visual out of words like these, but I'm excited to get into it because LeBron's a hall of fame capper and some of these are great. No, he is definitely it's insane you know digging up some from the past now like even now that's kind of popping off on social media 
It's nuts. I mean, it's still my goat, though. I mean, that's LeBron's always going to be my, my goat. He's kind of like Drake in the music game. He was like the first first person, I, first athlete I ever liked was LeBron. So, can never. This man can do no wrong. If he said these things, they are 100% true, and I'll back that. I'll take that to the fucking grave. We'll see about that. Let's get into the lies, though. We obviously have to start with the lie about the Migos. LeBron in the press conference said he'd been listening to Migos since 2010, right when he started playing with the Heat. Everybody was telling him, what is this stuff? Get it off, you know, whatever. But he was like, nah, they're next. (laughs) Migos had not dropped any music yet at that point. Uh, How much cap is this? We're going to go S through D. S being the most cap, D being the most realistic. I want to say S. I mean, we have some S tier quality ones in here, so I won't put it at that or like say, but unlike some of the other ones that we're going to get into, there is, you know, facts to back this data. Look at, look into the analytics here and analytics say the Migos hadn't even dropped a project until uh, late 2011. So yeah, this has got to be a tier for me just because, you know, the facts say it, say it's an A tier. I'll go with the A tier as well. It's definite cap, but you know, I will give him the benefit of the doubt that he could have been misremembering the years of his, you know, time with the heat. It was a a decade ago, you know, but I don't know. I feel like your first year with the heat, you have some memories of that probably if you're LeBron. So I feel like you would remember, you know, what you're playing at least. I mean, maybe he's not as big into, you know, tie his memories to music like I feel like we are. Like, oh, I can tell you what I was listening to these years, but I feel like he should be because, you know, he's got all these Snapchat stories listening to music when it drops. And I feel like music is a big part of his life. Um, so I feel like he would be able to tell you what he's listening to in these years. Obviously, though, you know, it's an emotional moment with the loss of takeoff. So maybe he's, you know, just trying to talk it through and then he misspoke. But yeah, definite cap here. Yeah, 100%. Next one. We have the lies about the Godfather trilogy in an interview. He was asked about the Godfather trilogy. What his favorite scene, his favorite line, his favorite quote, any of that was, and he really couldn't come up with anything. I mean, what do you feel about just, this? This is just like hall of fame, like lie, like, you know, hall of fame lying. Like this is even, it's not just LeBron. Like you catch somebody in a lie. They're like, well, uh, I can't really think of one, you know, there's just so many great moments. Like, that's like reminds you know, like back in high school, you know, when they like you read a book or some shit and the teacher asks you a question. So it's like, <laughs> it definitely yeah. is like, that's if somebody asked me, you know, Oh, what do you think about this album? What do you think about that song? I'm like, Oh, there's so many good songs, so many good lines. I couldn't tell you one. <laughs> so yeah, I can relate to this one. I feel like anybody can relate to this one. You get caught up and you just have to make up something in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. Obviously it's kind of tough. You know, you're in a press conference, you might not be able to, you know, pull one from the depths of your memory, but I feel like if you are a fan, you know, you should be able to get something. Like you said, it's 90 hours long. Each movie's 90 hours long or whatever. You could get one line out of that, that you like, but this is some good cap here. I like this one though. I respect yeah. this one more than others. Yeah. No, definitely with like the the backtracking. This is really similar to, similar to another live we're gonna get into. So, um, in terms of, I'd say B or C. Yeah, I think I'd go C, just because you know it, it's good cap at the end of the day. Like, he's not like it's blatant lies, but you know it's in 
like good fun almost. So there's nothing wrong with this lie. Like it was just spur of the moment. He really probably couldn't come up with anything, but there's also some definite cap behind that. So yeah, I think it's a C tier lie. The next one is he tweeted that he said that Jalen Suggs was going to hit a half court shot back in the final four. And this is one where I will defend LeBron. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm, this is also, you know, I was in the same thing there, you know, I've, it was the the Chris Jenkins shot when Villanova beat North Carolina. I was like, oh, he's gonna hit this, or you know, you could you say shit like that. You know? Any basketball fan while you're watching the game says stuff like that. I don't know. This one's not too outrageous. No, it's not. Like it's the fact that he tweeted it and everything. You know, you're like, okay, like you know, whatever. But I think it's not that bad. Like I would definitely say it's a D tier lie. This is the most realistic one, probably. Maybe we'll find one soon that is on par with it but this is in comparison very realistic like any basketball fan watching a game you want them to hit the game winner so i think you just say stuff like that you almost try to make it happen by saying it so yeah yeah it's not too outlandish here i'd I'd say d i just put it the lowest one you we have to uh i do love that jalen suggs game winner i remember watching it this is going to be, <laughs> I feel like this is LeBron lie about to happen. No, but this is a true story. I just got done playing basketball in Petersburg on a Saturday night. And we stopped in Danville to grab food on the way home. And we went to Arby's. It was late at night. And we pulled up into Arby's and the sign turned off. I don't know why we went to Arby's. There wasn't that many options. I guess it was later. And the sign or the lights turned off and whatever. And we pulled up and they were like, oh yeah, we're closing, but they still took our order. So shout out to them. They're real ones. And then we saw that the score was really close to the game. So we pulled it up on somebody's phone and watched it while we waited in the Arby's drive through. So very iconic moment that I'll remember for a long time. Yeah, no, I was, I remember where I was at, you know, I was in Champagne, just got done working. I shipped it cricket and champagne so yeah that was that's when i remember as well so kind of yeah, weird very iconic where we were you know yeah one of the bigger shots obviously of the past you know decade or honestly march madness history so yeah for sure yeah yeah i was really pulling for ucla that year though too so yeah that was, that was johnny juzang just going mm-hmm. nuts i remember he just i remember the play before that he had like a t- uh, putback mm-hmm. he was a killer I went to the Elite Eight games. Uh, I saw USC versus Gonzaga, and then I saw Michigan against UCLA. Stayed for both games. So I was really pulling for UCLA. After they beat Michigan, I was like, oh, yeah, they're legit. This is this is their year. Like, I've always been a little bit of a UCLA closeted fan, I feel like. I love the colors. I love, you know, the vibe. They've had some players I really like over the years, even back to, like, the Russell Westbrook days. So, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. But – it was a great shot. So, and then him like jumping up and celebrating everything. That was, that was cool. Yeah. So, on the table. Iconic moment. Iconic moment. All right. Let's move on to the next one though. We have a live from a, the barbershop interview, whatever podcast type thing it is <laughs> with LeBron saying his favorite quote is put yourself in situations where you're not comfortable. One of the guests says, I had a coach tell me, put yourself in situations where you're not comfortable. And LeBron said, Oh yeah, it's my favorite saying, uh, <laughs> which I, I that's think what, this is interesting. It could kind of go either way. Yeah, this one's not too outlandish either. I feel like that's a pretty common thing or, you know, that's a good motivator, good motivating quote. So that really could be his favorite favorite one there. But, I mean, to speak on like the Barbershop series, my favorite, we did, it's not included in our list, which is not really a lie, I guess. It's just 
when LeBron is uh, what's he? So we're gonna drop the album this week, and mm-hmm. then a couple of weeks later, bam, here's another ten tracks. <laughs> Thanks for rocking with us. Here's another ten tracks. <laughs> That's an well, iconic LeBron moment. Not really a lie, but you know him. Not creating, really a lie. I created the to deluxe album. Here. Yeah, but LeBron thinking he he created the deluxe album. I think that was with Two Chains. I think that was on a Two Chains album that he was working with. Um, yeah, that was. That he's was so insane serious. cap. Yeah, he's yeah. So if we're talking too. just straight LeBron capping moments, that's up there. But it's not really a lie. He just thought he had a fucking eureka moment that <laughs> happens every week. The, yeah. the, the deluxe album, it was nuts. <laughs> yeah, so that's a crazy moment. But let's get on this one. Yeah, get I, on track. I think this is like, this is a C or a B. Like, it... it might not be LeBron's favorite saying, but it might be at the end of the day. I don't know. Like you said, it's a very generic statement. Uh, but I also feel like it's one of those moments where, you know, in the middle of the conversation, you'd be like, oh yeah, I love that. And then you kind of just yeah. say something, you're like, ah, wait a minute. Like that was kind of cap. Like, I feel like that happens to people. I feel like, I feel like that's the person LeBron is like, he like attaches, like he's like a fucking sponge attaches himself <laughs> to your fucking, to your thing. And like, just takes all credit or, you know, makes it about him. So, Oh yeah. Now that guy, whenever he's saying about, Oh yeah, my coach had this moment. It's not his coach anymore. It's, Oh yeah. That's me and LeBron's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Quote. So yeah, it's kind of just attached to him now for that guy. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I'd say B or C here though. For sure, I'd put it at C. Because, I mean, like I said, it, it may not be a lie, you know? Yeah, it, it probably is, but it might not be. <laughs> all right, next one. We have LeBron the Reader. I mean, he's always seen with all these books. And then one time he was finally asked what his favorite part about the Malcolm X book was. My favorite... He really didn't have much. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part about all this is he's always on the first page of the book to, as well. Yeah. So that, that like when the media is taking pictures of him and shit, um, that's always you know funny just to catch him up with that as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, this kind of goes back to the movie thing. Like he just he had no answer whatsoever. He had not read anything <laughs> out of that book. No, this is exactly like when you get called on in class. Like you said, for the movie, it's similar, but the book. I was never a big reader in school. Uh, I, when I was younger, I was. And then at a certain point, I was not really going that crazy with the books in English class. Uh, so if I got called on, I was pulling from thin air any ideas, any names I had heard, any like sort of themes they were talking about in class. Oh, especially like when I was taking a test, I didn't know what was happening. I was just like writing things and names that I had heard. And I feel like I was LeBron lying when I was writing those tests about what happened. Cause I could have been just making stories up at some point. So yeah, I feel like this is the exact same as uh, the movie, like you said. And so what letter did we give that one? Uh, What was that? C? That was, yeah, C or B. I don't remember which one it was. You guys listening, you'll know. This is the same for sure. Yeah. I mean, I always felt like I was intelligent enough to get, get myself by just by like not paying attention but you know kind of like you said just picking up on the themes and all that to where i could construct a better answer than what lebron had said in this and it was very it rough is life rough. it is rough and especially when you're on the stage as big as lebron's you know whatever you say could be on twitter and seen by millions whatever you say could be on the news seen by potentially even more uh yeah you, you can get caught up in your lies pretty quickly so tough situation Next one, we have LeBron hitting a game-winning shot and then saying he was just seeing three rims and aim for the middle one. 
this is Hall of Fame cap here. Like, I've, you know, played with playing football, you know, quarterback, you're getting fucking slammed to the ground by these linemen, whatever. You deal with concussions. You know, I was a little smaller guy, you know, throwing your head around, shit like that. You, concussions happen. And I feel like that's like what, what the outside world like thinks of concussions, like, oh, I'm seeing three rims, but like, I don't know. It just wasn't like that for me. And then for LeBron, like he got like poked in the eye like 10 minutes prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is just, this is Hall of Fame cap to me. Yeah. This is an S, I think. I kind of understand what he was going for here. I think he was probably going for like, this is his flu game. This was yeah. his like fighting through his wounds moment that's going to go down in history to show, oh, LeBron's such a warrior. All three rims. Yeah, he's just shot the ball. He just has that much feel for the game. He can just throw it up. It's going in. He's him. But yeah, like you said, I don't think that's how the injury would have been. He got poked in the eye. He didn't slam his head against the ground. I think he's if you post that, you know, it might affect the vision, but I don't think it's going to add like that it's, like it's not a fucking anything it's like a looney tunes character like when they get in the head they get all this fucking shit going on like exactly it's space jam in real life lebron is just a hall of fame capper and this is a perfect example this is definitely an s all right next one we have an interview with lebron talking about liverpool you know lebron is a part owner of liverpool I believe. I don't think that's cap. Yeah, yeah. Some, some partial, some partial. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, because you know you got the Liverpool LeBron shoes too, so I knew that, but <laughs> I just had to make sure. So yeah, LeBron getting interviewed about Liverpool, and they asked him about one of the guys who was interviewing, who was a foreign player, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't get a chance. Uh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to see him play, <laughs> whatever." And then they asked about Jordan Henderson scoring. He's like, oh, I didn't get a chance to see it live. I, I saw the clip, you know, whatever. So he just didn't get a chance to see anything, but he. That he knew about is basically the lie he was conveying. This has got to be S tier because he, within thirty seconds, I didn't get I didn't get the chance. You know, like says the exact same. You know, just rephrases it to fit the situation of one the not knowing the reporter was a uh, Liverpool player, and then two of the goal. So, I mean, I I got this got to be up there for me for sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely good. I think I might go A. I don't think it's up there with the others, but it's close. It's great cap. Obviously, in these interviews, especially, you know, with Liverpool fans watching, I'm sure he wanted to be knowledgeable. He wanted them to welcome him to being a part of Liverpool. And so he was doing his best to be relatable. But I think by doing that, he did a little bit too much. Like, it's okay. I think you should just be honest and be like, you know, I, I didn't, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. Uh, but then I, you might make the guy feel bad on TV and stuff. So there's pros and cons to all these approaches. But yeah. I think that this is this is an A level of lie. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I agree with it going there. It's not like there's one coming up that is for sure 100% S tier. So, yeah, it is the best lie here for sure. So we'll get to that one. But before that, let's get to the one more here. It is LeBron's Heat introduction with Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, a team that's very near and dear to your heart, the Heatles, in the iconic introduction event. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Talking about championships. LeBron thought they were going to win them all. He thought they were Pokemon. He thought he was going to be collecting these rings like Infinity Stones. And, you know, he has a couple to his name for sure, but it didn't work out as well as he thought, I think. I mean, I think everybody kind of thought it was going to go that way, though, for a while, too, though. This is this is always an interesting one because, like, people, like, go back and say, like, a freezing cold take and shit like that. But my thing is, as an athlete, your mindset has to be we're winning every year, you know, and, and it's not just, you know, 
not just um, to LeBron, like with this, this quote here, like, uh, I mean, fuck, every athlete says they're going to go out there, you know, uh, the expectation should be to win a championship. If not, you know, like, why are you doing it? Especially with a team that good, like you should feel confident going to war with that team every night. So yeah, I'm with you here that this is like the mentality that he should have. Exactly. So, I mean, it's got to be lower on the list for me, for sure. Yeah, I think we go see, like, you know, it, in hindsight, it's cap, but in the moment, I, I get where he's coming from. So, yeah, we'll go see, but it, it totally reminds me of Jalen Brown, who was getting interviewed by Taylor Rooks when he was, like, pretty young, like, maybe his second year in the NBA, and she was asking him, oh, 20, maybe 26-year-old Jalen Brown, you know, you'll be in the NBA this many years. How many championships do you think you're going to have? And he said six or seven um and he, I mean, he has zero so it's tough obviously great chance last year to win one didn't get it done but like you said every athlete got to come with that right mentality that every year is my year even if last year wasn't great this year's got to be you know that's the mentality the range brothers are going to have <laughs> for sure uh when i was going out there losing football games by 50 i sure as hell thought we were gonna win uh, I don't know about that. No, I'll no, take a word I, for it. <laughs> no, my, my mentality was I'm going to go out there and do my thing. Was... Respect. That reminds me, my friend Chalky that we were talking about that I want to see this weekend, I'll give you a little backstory on him. This is a great story. We just talked about this recently with like a couple of my friends. So growing up, you know, our basketball team was never great. I feel like we did get put in a bad time. Like all the other towns around us had kids that were huge for our age. Like they were well over six foot, around six foot in like middle school. And we're just little guys, you know, we're just kids and they're borderline young grown. pups. <laughs> yeah, we're pups and they're like borderline dogs. <laughs> so <laughs> we're playing and we're just getting beat by like 30 points every night. And, you know, we'd win a couple games here and there, but we were used to losing. Like that was just how it was, right? Then freshman year comes around. You know, we're on high school basketball now. We have a new coach and a new teammate, Chalky. He moves to town. He's a part of our team. We have our first freshman game of the year. We play at Westville. We go in there. It's not a bad game. Like, I think we only lose by, like, 10 points or something. We're feeling pretty good. Like, we're used to losing by 20, 30 points. So, 10, we were like, this is our year. Like, this is different. <laughs> so in, in the locker room after the game, we're just laughing. And we're like, oh, yo, that was crazy. Like, oh, that shot you had was fire. You know, like, whatever. We might not even talk about basketball. We might be like, oh, you guys trying to get on Black Ops 2 tonight? <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> like, we're just talking and hanging out. And he, like, slams a locker. And he's like, why are you, why are you guys okay with losing? Like, whatever. <laughs> and we're like, bro, we just, we've known you for, like, three months. And you guys talk to us like this. We're like, you you got to get used to this. Like, we're just, we're just not him right now. We're just not winners. He, he, he was raised in Matt Colson's fucking household with that, that moment there. He for was. Sure. So if you're listening and you, you know, no Colson, no chalk, you know, anything about clubs and basketball culture, you'll yeah, know, I think you'll appreciate that story, but yeah, we ended up turning around. We ended up getting, you know, getting a county championship share of it uh, when we were sophomores and stuff like that. So cool. Although like most of us were just like sitting in the bench and stuff. So, so cool to be a part of but yeah that was a wild wild hall of fame motivator hall of fame motivator they needed lebron chalky needed to be part of those lebron heat teams just getting where they need to be and they probably would have had 10 rings so 
Sure. Yeah, shout out to Chalky. The last LeBron lie we have to get into is him saying that he watched the full Kobe Bryant game against the Raptors where he scored 81 points. And he said before the game started, Kobe would have 70. Yeah, he'd go for 70. This is an S tier. This is such a lie. Why would you pick specifically that game? Why would you say 70? 70 is a random number. 50? I can see 50. You know, oh, he got 50 tonight. That's like also 40, even like 40 is very impressive. If I say Jason Tatum is going to go out tonight and score 40 points, like that would be very impressive if I guess that. Yes, I have called that before, but there uh-huh. are also so many times I haven't uh-huh. called it. Yeah, you know, I'm no, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. No, no yes. not for sure. <laughs> I have, been, I think, like, I think we tonight. Maybe that's Cap. We're just, yeah, I, I think we're seeing Jonathan. We're going to have fucking a, a tier list of Jonathan's lives after this episode. <laughs> Maybe. No, I, I stand by that. I did. I have definitely. Oh, he's, he's doubling down. guys. I, I will double down. I have text proof um, with Devin. I'm pretty sure. But then I think it was like very much on. It was on opening night this year. I think he said, I said he's going to have 40. And then he was like super on pace. And then he just didn't get it. But yeah. I know before I have said it, but that's one where I have missed. I've missed many times, obviously, but it's like the Jalen Suggs thing where you're like, oh yeah, this is going to happen. And you say then, it so often, it's got to happen at some point. Exactly. Yeah. Like I probably say Tatum's going to have 40 every night. So he has, he's had it a couple times. So I've been right a this, couple times. This just shows like how, how dated LeBron, just how pathological a liar he is. Because this, this is, is like, DNA, yeah. this is like one of these like, 2000 2000s interviews you could just tell by the backdrop in the video like this is a this is a lie that's probably over 10 years old at this point i'd say more towards 15 honestly yeah this is probably 2004 this is like a hall of fame lie this is probably the best one on this entire group of lies so no this is where it started yeah 70 points is crazy obviously he had 81 but yeah Shout out to LeBron. He stole the moment. Like you said, he just inserts him in all these moments. And yeah. LeBron was on NBA this is TV LeBron's talking. Moments <laughs> it was LeBron being a fucking psychic and just knowing this moment was about to happen rather than Kobe scoring 81. So, yeah, shout out to LeBron. But he's a Hall of Fame liar. We got to respect that. Got to give him his flowers. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That, that, he's still my goat, though, like I said. So, for sure. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. You know, it's a little bit different than the music talk we normally get into. But stay tuned at the end of the episode because we're going to have a good one next week for you and we'll let you know at the end of the episode. But let's get into the news this week. You know, not the biggest week, but some good releases to talk about. First off, we had albums from Nas, the Black Panther 2 soundtrack, WizKid, Sofago, Quideca, Glorilla, Dustin Conrad, Casey with an EP, Famous Dex, and then we had singles from Lil TJ, Cochise, 5 Foreign, Slow Tie, Rod Wave, Tom the Mailman, and more. It was Solid week for not being like, you know, a lot of yeah, big names. Crazy. Pretty solid. Um, haven't had a chance to check out very much of this yet. What about you? Uh, I gave a little skim through the NOS album. Obviously, you know, just a fucking timeless legend there. Um, solid. I wouldn't say it's, you know, draws too far from anything he's done beforehand or what he's done, I mean, currently even. Um, and then the little TJ track guy, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed what he's doing and the direction he's going after he's almost killed. Yeah. The Nas album, I definitely got to get around checking it out. I love his longevity. Nas has been killing it over the recent years. I feel like he was a little bit more quiet in like the 2010s early on. And then like yeah. later on in the 2020s, even 
he's been killing. Obviously, got the Grammy a couple years back. So yeah, shout out to Nas. Hopefully, this is a great project. I have you know pretty high hopes for it. Definitely got to check it out. And then the boy Quadeca, you know, he started off as a YouTuber just doing music stuff, and then now he's out here doing some pretty cool music stuff. So putting it on himself, not music content stuff anymore. So love to see that from him. Got to check out his project. Enjoyed his last one. Enjoyed everything coming up to this one. I got to check out this Slow Tie single. Slow Tie, he's fire. If you haven't checked out Slow Tie, go listen to his album from last year. Yeah, I mean, on the Gudeca thing, um, I just remember that like stage of time where YouTubers were just dropping like diss tracks, like Jake Paul was dropping a diss track on like Rice Gum, just moments like mm-hmm. those. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it? I think it's maybe a Chris Move one or... Uh, or L- it's the LSK. It's a LSK fucking Chris Move diss track. It's pretty fun. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, no, it's pretty solid just to throw that in there. Okay, I'm about to check that out because, you know, I'm, I play 2K. You know, I, I consume some 2K content even still. Shout out to my boy King of the Fourth Quarter. That's the real goat. But, yeah, I used to watch some LSK videos, so I, I definitely got to check that one out. Chris Move, a legend, though. Can't have any slander on his name something else to drop this week that we got to get into a little bit though we talked about a lot recently we're gonna talk about next week for sure but Brockhampton, they dropped the ending their final single before the family which could drop on thursday i almost just realized it was dropping on thursday like i just realized last week i always just thought it was friday i assumed it was friday so now i'm wondering it's gonna be thursday late at night it's gonna be thursday like midnight wednesday turning into thursday I'm assuming it'll be Wednesday turning into Thursday if they're saying Thursday, but we'll see. That's pretty random because every other album comes out on Friday for the most part. Did you so, uh, wa- did you watch the the video that they had did for the I for did. the new single? Great that video. Got, that just got me so fucking high. Just the ending there, of course, but the ending was crazy. Just seeing Brockhampton, the whole group just sitting there, yeah. put a smile on my face. I was ready. It I'm like ready pans into it so well too. It does. It's great. If you haven't checked out that video, you got to check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, really sets the vibe for this project. And I'm ready. Obviously, both these singles have been exclusively Kevin, which, you know, I love Kevin, but I don't know. I'm almost we, we nervous got, for how this album's going to be. Yeah, we got All American already. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, I guess. But I don't, I don't, the song length and then what we've gotten already kind of scares me. But. Maybe we get some. Maybe we get that project Thursday, and then Friday they release the actual ending. So that that's could be. What I'm thinking. Ooh, that's what that I'm hoping. Could... That's what I've been hoping for. I've been spending a lot of time on Reddit. Like I said today, people got all these theories. Joba tweeted some line from "Ready for War." People think that's dropping. Even at the end of uh, "Big Pussy," you could kind of hear it. It sounded like they might be just teasing. They might just be paying homage. I don't know. I hope "Ready for War" drops. Everybody's like beefing on this reddit page because they're like yeah oh, it's not dropping versus oh it's definitely dropping and people are just annoyed i want I feel it like we'll see i feel like the the brock Camden fan collective is a pretty toxic fan base um oh, you know is. just from just from how like the memes back in the day a few years ago or i mean like you said the reddit's now even uh it's toxic <laughs> not a great place to be but yeah one of my favorite moments was i was at a brock Hampton concert and you know, like there's like an hour before music starts happening when the doors open. So people were just like hanging out, you know, doing whatever. And people were airdropping pictures. Like that was the first time I'd really ever seen that in an event. And somebody kept airdropping a screenshot of a note that said, this is a gays only event, go home. <laughs> and yeah, I was I... like, all right, 
this is probably I feel like you can get, base, get really a bit a mixed bag there as well of like different personalities you know a hundred percent a hundred percent even like in the people that I know in real life that love Brockhampton so different so much variety uh and yeah I feel it's like that kind of represents Brockhampton yeah as a whole, no, for even, sure so it's cool but yeah it is a interesting bunch of people for sure to say the least excited for the project though obviously we'll be back next week with our thoughts but yeah well hopefully it's hopefully yeah hopefully we're turning into like a full album not just one fucking track at the end so Mm. yeah hopefully we have two albums honestly (laughs) we'll see though next news here pitchfork releases their her loss review they rated it a 6.4 clb and honestly never mind both received 6.6s what are your thoughts on that i think this is crazy i mean yeah i mean pitchfork is i don't know man we we've had you know episodes where we just go through and dissect just how bad some of the ratings are so um yeah i I, not much to say i guess i don't i don't know how you rate it that low um i do we did just talk about it this week though the the babytron lyric where he's like pitchfork rated a seven they was tweaking Like seven is good. <laughs> yeah, like seven is a very solid score, especially for you know one of his first projects. So yeah, that Babytron line is hilarious. But yeah, Drake, you know, obviously I feel like they're not the biggest Drake fans. They like some more experimental type stuff, boundary pushing, which Drake, you know, typically isn't. But I feel like this was a good project. So six point four is crazy, especially when you consider what they just put above it. Like that's crazy. But yeah, like you said, Pitchfork, you know, obviously we're not like, oh. Her loss is definitely not good now because these two are better, yeah. they said. So we're still fans of it. So that's what matters. But just kind of crazy to see you know, how it's being received. And other ways of how it's being received, crazy sales. First week, 411,000 first week sales for her loss. Crazy. One, one of the biggest it's projects insane. of the year, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Insane. And this, I mean, they've updated it from year to year, even from last year. It's different. The way the units come out. So this is massive. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. They killed it. And, you know, they're going to be killing on the road, apparently. There's a clip of Drake on OVO Radio, I believe it is. He's saying, can't wait to go on tour with my brother, you know, to give us time to do this or that. So Drake in 21 going on tour. You said you're going to be there? I'll be there for sure. Okay. I think it'd be fire if they did, like, a run of headlining festivals. Like they were headlining Coachella and Lala and, you know, Governor's Ball and all these festivals. A joint set from those two would be kind of fire, but I would also love individual sets on like a specific tour for them. Yeah, we, we know 21 won't be at Rolling Loud. So, I mean, I hope not for that, for for the tour or for the festival run, but we'll see what happens. I would be excited to see them though. I would love to go to that tour. I haven't seen either of them. So yeah, no, this I think Drake's I obviously a must see. That's like the one left on my list that I haven't seen. So. I think it's kind of tough when you're going to see somebody that has been out for a long time, like Drake, you want to make sure it's after a good project and you know, her loss, obviously good project. Cause they're obviously be focusing a lot on the recent music. I feel like that's kind of the reason for the tour to, you know, celebrate what they've recently done showcase that for the first time across the country. So at least it's her loss and not like CLB, uh, which I didn't love as much. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, We'll see though. I mean, the second half boys are definitely pulling up. If you know, we may, maybe we may be at the United Center. We'll see. We we'll have to. Uh, let's move on to the next piece of news here. Kid Cudi removes his track "Love" from SoundCloud after a fan sent him a screenshot of him listening to it on SoundCloud. Kid Cudi says, "You know, I release this on streaming services, right?" 
And then somebody else replied and said, I like this SoundCloud version better. And he said, taking it down. And then sure enough, he did take it down. Uh, I know how you felt about Kid Cudi recently. How do you feel about this specific instance from Kid Cudi? I mean, this just shows what I've been trying to say for months, that Kid Cudi is an asshole. That's all I got to say. And his, and his discography is overrated. <laughs> okay. Love is a good song. I like Love. I honestly am not like that big into it, though. I don't know if, what the difference is between the SoundCloud version and the streaming versions. I just don't get it. Like, he's not loved right now. I feel like there are people that will never switch up on Kid Cudi. But I would say... Alive. Exactly. But as a whole, I don't think the community loves Kid Cudi. He's done some stuff that they don't like, and then he continues to do things that aren't doing him any favors. And, you know, this is a perfect example. Yeah, it seems like, you know, he's going to be moving away from the music community. Good. So we'll see. But that was crazy. I don't know how you could do that. An example of somebody like, else. That is, just going out of, that is just going out of your way to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's like, I don't know why you take something away from people like that. Like the weekend was just saying on Twitter today, uh, Trilogy is like in its 10th anniversary year. So there's some stuff coming around uh, about it. And he's talking about Trilogy versus, you know, the individual mixtapes that make it up. And he's like, you know, Trilogy isn't an album. It's really just the compilation of the three mixtapes. He was just saying that, you know, for the fans, because he's obviously grown so much since then. And then he was saying he kind of wanted to take Trilogy off of streaming services and just have the three mixtapes so people know, like, that is just what it was. But he doesn't want to do that because there are people that prefer the Trilogy. And so seeing Kid Cudi do this in the same week, disrespect some people that, you know, prefer something else, crazy. So, yeah, that, that was bad. I did not like that from Cudi. I think he he maybe finally be Second Avenue completely just not a not approved of, so for Second Avenue thumbs down maybe who knows <laughs> we'll I don't want to we'll give out any thumbs down but you guys decide how we're feeling I don't know y'all know <laughs> that's like LeBron saying <laughs> that's like LeBron saying decide a quote for me about Godfather you decide how we're feeling and we'll go with it <laughs> uh, Scott I hope you're right. listening <laughs> okay some news. We talked about the releases that have come out. We got some, you know, updates on some things, some new news about things soon to come. First, Chance the Rapper dropping a single called You Know This Week. Excited for that. Obviously, Chance, my guy, all time. Got love for him, so hopefully this song is crazy. He's been very consistent as of late. The big day was a fluke. I'll die on that hill. And I think he's going to prove we'll that see. with this single. We'll see. Yeah, now. we'll so, see. If it... We'll see. But other ones. Don Tolliver is supposed to be dropping his album Love Sick soon, so excited for that as well. Pretty big fan of Don Tolliver. How do you feel about this one? For sure, ready for it. Don's Don's just that guy. Don kind of gives off like those old kid gut cutty vibes where everybody just vibes with him. You know, he's kind of got a similar flow there, which is like vibing with his music. So I mean, hopefully Don Tolliver doesn't turn into just a complete dickhead in 10 years. Valid. So definitely ready for that though, of course. For sure. And then the last one, SZA album, SOS, coming soon as well. It's been a long time since SZA dropped, so I need this one ASAP. For sure. Um, obviously, it's not going to be a miss. Like, it, there's just gonna be, it's just going to be a great great project, I assume. You know, Hopefully, I'm not wrong. So No, I feel very confident that it will be. They've yeah, had so that... much time to work on it. She's very talented, of course. It's 
It's going to be great. It has to be. She just seems like one of those artists that can't flop, you know, or like, no. yeah. Last news, Baby Tron performed at halftime of the Pistons game this weekend. He performed his song Airtron, and it seems like he had to censor Kyrie Irving's name in one of the bars of the song. It's kind of crazy for multiple reasons. It's crazy that they, you know, potentially made him censor Kyrie's name. It's Kyrie. It's not like somebody like really bad. Obviously, he's not, Kyrie, he's not you know, saying like an Adolf Hitler bar. Exactly. Uh, that was who I was thinking, but whatever. I didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to name drop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the edgy member of the podcast. I guess know? so. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like he was name dropping Hitler. Although Kyrie is obviously frowned upon in the NBA circles right now. But it's also very crazy. I love seeing the come up for Baby Tron performing at a halftime in the NBA game is is beautiful. So far. I mean, yeah, this just this just shows. I mean, Baby Tron's up now, you know. So, I mean, he's here. He is. He's putting he's, he's putting on for the mitten, you know. He the is. Prince of the Mitten, yeah. I gotta give a special right. shot to Baby Tron. His line from Emperor of the Universe was running this weekend. I'm a boss, you a worker. And that was just our line that I was saying all weekend. Yeah, that's going to live I, on forever from the Iowa trip with my friends, I guess. No, for sure. There's just so many great one-liners. Mine, my all-time one, I'd say for Babytron so far, you know, with, within this year, I've listened to him. It's the, I'm just waking up. I'm Mr. Make It Happen, you know? Mr. Make It Happen. I love Mr. Make It Happen. That's just fire. Shout out to Babytron, though. Love to see the come up. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap up the episode, though. You know, it wasn't too much music focus. Obviously, we got the news. We got the LeBron talk, though. Hope you guys enjoyed a little switch up. Just know, next week, we're going to be back with a very special episode. Someone very near and dear to our heart. So tune in next week to see who that is. We got a special guest. We won't tell you who that is, but, you know, it's somebody that we're both friends with. We'll tell you what the episode's going to be, though. 2018 songs bracket. You guys loved the 2016 songs bracket, so had to run it back. This time with a special guest to help us decide. It'll be a little bit better, you know, if we're split on a song. Now we have three people, so there shouldn't be any splits. Definitely. I'm interested to see how it's going to go. Just bring in that third member. So tune in because I'm I'm interested myself. I, I may get the episode of Listen after we record. So That's how you know it's fire. But yeah, we'll be back next week. 2018 Songs Bracket. Peace. Peace.